What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy, Jason Craig, a.k.a. the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead, and we're here at the Bring the Popcorn podcast. Now, today I got two guests, two returning guests. They might as well be regulars. My boy, Adam Sampson and Robbie Abert. What's going on, y'all? Going great. Going great. Happy holidays. Yeah, you know, just chilling here on New Year's Eve. About to pop some of that champagne. Oh, yeah, we finna get messed up. But before we get messed up, we had to spend time with the podcast fam real quick. It wouldn't be, I couldn't bring in a new year. I couldn't close out the new year without giving y'all the show because I care about y'all that much. Y'all, it's been a crazy year. It's been some good things, some bad things, some new adventures, and some closing of old ones. Like this podcast journey, I started it this year and it has been a really fun journey, especially talking movies with you guys and my girlfriend. And next year, we got plenty more things, but we're going to close it out tonight with our top five or just our top our top worst and best movie slash TV shows of the year. And we might agree on some. We might disagree, but we're going to get we're going to see real quick. So. Up first is my boy, Adam. Adam, what you got for us on your list, man? All right, guys. So uh, I'm basically going to do my worst first. And then, of course, I'm going to do the best. Now, uh, for the worst, I'm going to go from uh, five to one. And number five coming in at the worst was uh, Jupiter's Legacy for me. It's just, man, that movie, that, that TV show, they tried real hard, but it was like they didn't read the comics at all you know because i'm like wait a second brandon is supposed to be a lot more evil than he is you know and And that kind of that kind of bothered me yeah and i will say this i don't know if y'all well i don't know if robert seen it but when i saw it and and adam you saw it did you feel superhero fatigue because it just this show did not add nothing new to the superhero genre so I mean, I kind of did, man. Like it, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, man, this is the same basic setup, you know. Hey, this guy can control minds. This guy has superhuman strength, you know. And then you got the female version of that guy, you know. So it was just, it just kind of lame. I mean, it did have some cool parts. Like I did like the whole transportation wand thing, but other than that, and and graphically, like yo. I'll, I'll give them kudos on that. They did hit them graphics pretty well, but that was not enough to completely save it from being on the worst list, you know? Yeah, I really thought that this is about to be the downfall of the superhero genre, but once again, DC and Marvel, they just kept it going. Yep, and and also, um, I like uh, what some other folks are doing. You know, I'll, I'll let you know another superhero uh, show that I think is kind of adding something new to it uh, when I get to my best. All right. So what's your next one, dog? And number four was The Eternals. Uh, That's mostly because it was just too big of a letdown for me. You know, uh, again, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, they changed some stuff that didn't need to be changed. There was too many people I felt like, you know, were cool, like were cool characters that got, got hoed. And it just was an issue for me, but uh, graphically, though, it was pretty sick. But you know, it was one of those things where they were 
also trying to trying to be uh, trying too hard to be all inclusive. It seemed like to me, it's like, guys, yo, you know, it's okay to not have certain things in your movie. You know, just just because y'all are afraid of the SJWs of the world, doesn't mean it has to be in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, for me, it wasn't really much of a letdown for me because I so I saw um, Chloe Zhao's other. Um, other movie, other movie, Nomad. So I knew what to expect. This movie, I did like the like the philosophies behind it. I did like the dialogue between people. But for people, but like for people that don't know her work, I can see why some people got turned off a bit. And yes, it is really inclusive, but it didn't bother me. But I could tell you one. I could tell you this when I saw it, when I when I went to go see it the second time. That somebody did walk out when they had that big gay black man kiss his husband. Yeah, well, that says more about the guy walking out than really the movie. Oh no, it was oh no, it was a woman. It was a woman. Well, but either way, <laughs> but yeah, people, this is a different movie. Now, people uh, putting it as the worst Marvel movie. I I can't say that because Thor no. the Dark Thor the Dark World still holds that for me. Um. Also, have they not seen Iron Man two and three? Yeah. So yeah. those, those, I don't I don't care what anybody says. Those are the worst Marvel movies they created. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's worse than Eric Bana Hulk. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. All right, that that was a little too far. Sorry, guys out there, that was too far. But but you know what I'm saying. Do you got yeah. anything to add, Robbie? Yeah, I thought Eternals was a. It was a little bit of a slow burn. I mentioned in um, um, in another in a, in the Matrix review, um, last week. I did mention that um, that some of the pacing felt a little off in terms of like go, jumping back and forth between the flashback scenes and the present, and it just like it just really confused. It really really confused me. Some of the characters that just weren't really all that interesting to me, like like John like John Snow. Uh, I, I forgot the I forgot the actor's name. Um, Kit Arrington. Kit Arrington. That's his name. Sorry, Kit. Um, Kit Arrington plays John Snow in Game of Thrones. I didn't really. I know he's a character from the comics and all, but he didn't really intrigue me. I don't think he really added, he didn't really add anything in the movie. He was just kind of there. Um, I do, I do appreciate how they were trying to, how Marvel was trying to do something different. I do like the family dynamic between the Eternals, you know, seeing all their abilities was pretty cool. I also like how they kind of tied in. I always thought it was interesting how in movies, how movies like, you know, Eternals and, you know, like Godzilla, how they kind of, how they kind of alter and give you like this fictional, you know, history based on true events. Like how with, um, with Brian Tyree Henry's character, you know, Fostos for creating the atom bomb. I always thought that, I just, yeah, some parts of it was, um, was kind of interesting, but you know, it just, I didn't really like have fun watching this movie. It just felt, Oh, it just seemed like a character drama. And I, I don't know. Just, it's just, it was just kind of, uh, just, just kind of mad to me, you know. But it's definitely not the worst Marvel movie, not even close. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not. And uh, quick, I have a quick question. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they didn't mention it, but did they ever mention whether or not Thanos was an Eternal in in the Eternals? Well, they kind of did like quick mentions at it with um, Nick Jonas being his brother. They kind of mentioned they it, it, they were like the mention you get because you know Thanos' brother he's a he's an eternal himself, right? But they did I uh, I wish they would have said that he was like like I said 
this movie to me, I like the movie more than y'all just because I knew what I was getting into. There was going to be a, a character drama. I liked it, but I will say that there were still plot holes in this movie. And the biggest plot hole, one more before you go on, Adam, when they, um, when Druig, when he uh, stopped that conflict between the conquistadors and the, and the, um, I think it was the, it was the, the minds of the, uh, I forgot who they were, but y'all do know in history, that's how Mexicans are made right through like from that conflict. That's how the Mexican race was brought was, uh, was born. So, yeah. so it's a little nitpicky plot hole, but if that's the case, then how the hell did Mexicans still become a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've even had to tell a lot of people that like, uh, Especially like uh, some of my friends that are Hispanic, when they get DNA tests, they always get mad because it says they're half uh, they're half white. And I was like, "How did y'all not know that? Like that, <laughs> that that's amazing to me. Like y'all really thought that y'all were just only Native American? Like there's words and stuff that explain that. Like that, you know, there's history that explains that. So I don't know. But yeah, man, what's your number for, dog? My number three, man, three. is the my is the final season of Seven Deadly Sins. I, I they just changed stuff to me that it it just kind of pissed me off. Like the animation in it got horrible, and and there was a character I was really really hoping to see look badass that and and it made him look terrible. Like you know, I saw Escanor in the one mode, and I'm like. Wow, you look like crap, bro. <laughs> like, it, and Escanor is my favorite character. Matter of fact, this year I'm gonna be cosplaying him at the at uh Scarborough Fair, and it's like, wow, wow, y'all, y'all destroyed my boy. And also, I think the storyline from uh, the previous season just was a lot better to me. You know, like with the coming up of the. Uh, Ten Commandments or whatnot. Maybe it's just the fact that I just don't like the graces. You know what I mean, or, mm. or something like that. But it it just kind of really really fell flat for me, and I just oh, I was I, I just didn't like it. Yep. Also, that's the only that's literally the only anime where I actually prefer to watch the sub over the dub. <laughs> yeah, cause ooh, that English voice dub actor for. Meliodas, I hate him. I do not like him in anything he does. I don't like him as Aaron. Ooh. Mm -mm. But yeah, he was I can't. A, he sounded creepy to me, honestly. Oh, oh no, he is very right. He he is very um like I'm pretty sure if he was in the real world, he probably worked for Blizzard or Activision because that man that man is high on the sexual assault. Oh yeah, and he probably has a very full crawl space. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I can't speak on it. I can't really chime in that much because I left off when I saw Escanor basically back um, do a karate chop to the back of Meliodas' neck. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna just stop. I'm, I'm gonna just stop right here. I'm gonna just. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, so you got anything to add, Robbie? No. <laughs> I got I got nothing because I stopped um um I stopped watching Seven, Seven Deadly Sins like after like the first few um, few episodes of the new of the third season when they changed the animation and I just lost interest um, ever since then and then 
from people, a lot of people such as yourselves who um, who have watched, you know, season three and onward, like they said that it just gets worse and worse. I just said, okay, forget it. I'm not wasting my time with this. <laughs> oh, oh and, and you're right. It, it does get worse and worse. It's like, wow, did y'all just make the animation like bad? Like, <laughs> like it got crappier. It wasn't this bad last time. <laughs> All right. So what's your number? Uh, was number two now? Yeah, number two is uh, is Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, and uh, Mortal Kombat is just man. I had such high hopes. I don't know why I had high hopes because video game movies are usually not very good, and this one is like, yo, y'all clearly spent a lot of money on graphics, so like it, it looked visually like it was visually pretty awesome. And it did have some good one-liners in there on occasion, but it, to me, was just a bad movie. Yeah, so I'm a piggyback off of you. When I first heard of the movie, I was like, you know what? Maybe they can finally get it right now that we have the technology. And when I first saw it, I said, okay, Mortal Kombat, it's not the best, but it's okay. It, it, it's okay. I, I liked it. But then when I sat back and watched it the second time, I can see that this is a fun movie, but this is not a good movie. And the reason why it's not a good movie, well, for one, instead of having the most related, like the art, the uh, the character avatar that we know is Johnny Cage, instead of putting him in this movie, we had the bitch ass nigga Cole. And then when the way they got their powers, I forgot what the hell the shit was called, but it was stupid. It made no sense. Yeah. They, they made gold. They, they got it from their tattoos. You know what? Fuck that. Um, <laughs> then uh, oh, God. they made Goro a bitch. <laughs> Goro just just looked like a big. He looks better than he was in the original. Look, I will, yes. that's the only, that is the only thing I could say about right. it. But he was just kind of. He was literally just there. And like the, I just thought I didn't re- anything before I saw this movie. I played the Mortal Kombat Eleven: The Aftermath. I didn't realize how big the world of Mortal Kombat really, really was. So when I see the movie, I'm just like, damn, y'all, I think y'all tried to squeeze in a little too much. And the yeah. thing is, like, like the beginning, the prologue, the first like like 10 minutes of the movie, which where where they established the rivalry between Bihan and um the um, best part of the movie. Yes, which was great. That was great. But then after that, like it just turned into all it just felt car- it just turned into like a cartoon like right. it, I, I thought they were gonna keep that tone throughout the whole movie and i was like okay i'm cool with that but it, it's you know. legit it's legit like warner brothers like gave us like invited us in their home offered us a drink and some food and then kicked our ass out 10 minutes in because after that 10 minutes i don't know what they tried to do after that 10 minutes yeah but- yeah I also didn't like the fact that they didn't really explain who the Lin Kuei were. Yeah, that... you know, oh, they had yeah, they did. Uh, for the Lin Kuei, and it was like, uh, y'all know if you don't play this video game, no one knows who the fuck that <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, and see, like, I I honestly feel like that Mortal Kombat. Just to your point about the um the Matrix last um last week, um. Like I always thought, I always thought that the Matrix, not the Matrix, that Mortal Kombat would actually work better as a TV show because there's so many characters with all the different types of backstories. 
Yeah. You know, this works mainly as a as this was more like a prelude, a setup to like, you know, the main tournament. And we didn't get to see that tournament. So that's the way I look at it. You know, um, it was a fun movie to watch. Like it had some good moments, but like the execution and this plot was all convoluted, you know, from, you know, from uh, from Kano and his and his uh, relationship with uh, Gabal. Is it Gabal? Cabal, I think the one with the yeah, yeah, I think Cabal, yeah, I think that's his name, Cabal, to like Bihan and and um and Hanzo to like Cole Young being the descendant of Hanzo to it, it was too much. Like they I said, <laughs> like I said, we could go on and on, but we got more of the list because yeah, yeah. So what's your number one, Adam? And my number one which is probably like universally everyone's number one worst is resident evil raccoon city fuck that movie like guys yo look resident evil's not gonna happen just just quit just stop all right <laughs> like <laughs> i even tell everybody they're like well you know uh a couple of them are good i'm like none of them were good like <laughs> y'all had all the good actors in the first ones in the first ones with Mila Jovovich, and it didn't work then. Then y'all had some pretty decent actors in this one, and it's still not gonna work. And, and guys, it's and also your plot is already written out for you. Follow the damn plot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> damn. I'ma just say this. Follow I'm, follow your guidelines. <laughs> I'ma just say this. I'ma just save my thoughts for later. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got through the trash of, t- of 2021 now adam what are your gems of 2021 okay well this is what i got for my best uh coming in at number five i gotta go with uh the witcher season two okay now i know you guys haven't checked it out yet but like it's it's pretty it's pretty nice you know what I mean? Like I tell everybody, it's it, this one is more streamlined, and and like I said, the relationships in it are better. The world building is better, and you know, just like uh, you learn more about Geralt's background, and um, and you learn more about the other Witchers and things. It's it's just really really cool. I have one question: Do I have to, do I still have to watch season one to understand season two? I mean, like, honestly, if you watch the last few episodes of season one, you'll probably be okay. But, you know, like, you do probably need to at least watch the last two episodes of season one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get around to it. I just got so much to catch up on. And then number four, like, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. uh, This one was kind of hard for me to choose between. Because both of them were so good. But uh, at number four, I have to go with uh, Mugen Train. Oh, okay. And and the reason why is because, man, Demon Slayer, they killed it again. And, you know, I especially like the the introduction of, you know, Rengoku and everything. And the demons were freaking spot on. And it was it was just like, oh, man. It gave me some Akira type vibes. Of course, Akira is still the goat to me, 
as far as anime movies go, but this one is up there, you know? Oh, yeah, man. And beautiful and animation. that's kind of what I really like about Demon Slayer is it seems like the people developing it really care about it. Yeah. yeah. You know? You got some beautiful animation, too, by the way. Some of the best animation hey. I've seen in anime. Right. All right. I still forgot to hey. check it out. I need to... to I've, I've watched the first season of Demon Slayer. Haven't seen the movie yet. Well, like I said, that movie is awesome, and it's better than the first season, so... But that's, you know, my opinion. Of course, there's probably some other weebs out there that are like, man, how dare you say that? You know, because <laughs> there's always some purists, but whatever. Mm. All right. What's your next one, man? And for my number three, um, I got to go with Invincible. Ooh, that's you that good. Yeah. You bringing up that good shit. Mm. Hey, man, yo, I got to I gotta put Invincible in, at least in the top five, like, uh, only reason why it, it's not number one is because there were two things that came out at the ass end of 2021 that would just have just so happen to be a smidge better. Okay. But invinci- but invincible to me, it adds it's one of those things that adds to the whole superhero genre. You know, something like um, huh? I was gonna say something fresh. Right, right. It was it's yeah. something new, you know, it's like especially with the whole father-son dynamic and it turns out this dude was evil all along and and just a, a pure savage it turns out and oh man it was just really good and i like the the dialogue and it was pretty awesome um i still don't get why invincible is still going after um uh amber it's like bro man yo cut that bitch off man go with eve you know, she yeah. giving you shit for saving people. <laughs> like, man, like, man, fuck, fuck you, Amber. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to fuck you. You know, so <laughs> that that's why I'm like, you know, but but I do really, really like it. And and honestly, I thought the animation wasn't going to work at first, but it actually turned out to work really well with what they were doing. I actually like that art and animation style. Um, and it's actually the same as the Harley Quinn series. Man, look, let yeah. me. T- let me tell y'all something, man. I'm going to tell y'all something about this. This show was so good. I read like an issue or two a while back. But when I saw this ad, when I saw this, uh, when I saw this, um, I want to say this show, I like, I got to buy it. I got to buy the. I got to buy the issues now. And Adam can attest when I was working on nights, what was I doing, Adam? I was reading Invincible. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, he was definitely <laughs> on it all the time. Yeah, I'm barely. I started reading the books too. I'm on like the 16th volume, and there are 25 volumes. <laughs> There's like 15 years worth of stories in this this universe. If anyone's looking for a fresh new superhero story, this is the one. This is the one that you you want to read. It to me, it's the greatest superhero story ever made. Yeah, but I'm that's a, just my, that's just me. But I. I we're gonna uh, cut it short because we can go on yeah. forever. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. Invincible's that good. That's why we're talking about it so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we had the top three, or all right, we had the top uh, three. Top okay, two. this is my number two. Uh, number two, I had to go with Spider-Man: No Way Home, only because like I there was so much I hated about those other Spider-Man movies that they fixed. You know what I mean? Like seeing peter parker be more intellectual they they really hit the head on that in this one and of course you know with peter parker uh 
you know, actually finally experiencing some trauma. I thought that was really cool. And for some reason, everybody were were better actors in this than they were in their previous movies. It, it was like with Andrew Garfield, I'm like, what the hell was this in, in you know, the amazing Spider-Man movies? You know, or and especially Willem Dafoe, who stole the show for me. It was like, damn. Um, hey, and and I even said to myself, nah, nah, nah. Sam Raimi was involved in this movie, so he knew he was fucking up when he made that Green Goblin like that. <laughs> so, so come on. Well, to piggyback <laughs> off of you. To- to piggyback off of you, man, I just think that Disney, they made sure that this set was a fun set because everybody looked they were having fun. And if you see some blooper reels from the old Sam Raimi movies, Willem Dafoe is a clown on set. So I already know he was having fun. And just learn the fact that this old crumply ass white man was doing his own stunts. Hey, the man got respect for me. Man got respect for me. Yeah. But, Oh, but like especially said, with that Green Goblin Spider Man fight scene. Oh man, yeah, yeah. and oh, like, oh. and like the thing that I love about this movie is it paid homage to not only the comics and the and the movies and the shows and the TV shows, but it paid homage to the game because it actually pulled it pulled moves. Straight out of two thumb Spider-Man PS4 into the movie. So I just knew that Disney had love and care for this property. Hey uh Jason, that was PS2, bro. No, no, I'm no, I'm talking about the, no. the new one, like yeah. the brand new one. Uh oh, oh I thought you were talking about the the one from 2000. No, they um uh, no, they um had tweeted that they had pulled a, a move out of the game and put it in the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so, pretty yeah. cool. But yeah, man, that's my thoughts. I ain't going to dwell on too long because I can run by Spider-Man forever. All right. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and get to my number one then. What's your number one, man? man? I think I got a feeling number one is. is Arcane, man. Oh, boy. Yo, I ain't going to lie. Your top three had that good shit. Yeah. Man, it's it's just to me, man, Arcane. The, the, look, there, there is nothing wrong at all with it. That's what I love about yeah. it. I don't have any complaints. There's the, it, it, there was one annoying ass character, but that was it. I about to say he got off real quick. So and, and yeah, and he wasn't in there long, so it wasn't <laughs> that bad, you know. <laughs> it's like, but but I love the the artwork. I love the music. I love the fight scenes. I love the dialogue. I especially love the the psychological aspects they really get into. You know what I mean? Like, because um, a lot of people were saying, well, you know, um, if I didn't have to leave powder like that, I'm like, guys, she did that so she wouldn't hurt her. And it wasn't like she walked far away. It was just one of those things I need to get away from her so I could calm down. Yeah. She wasn't I abandoning her. Yeah. Oh, man. Like so, and, a- and And the reason why I could identify with that is because I do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I get if I'm getting heated or something, I just walk away, let myself calm down, then come back. Yeah, but hey, man, I ain't gonna lie. That like like I said, the, the list the list was good. Top three was fire because you know I loved all three of those things. Yes, but uh, you know. 
but yeah, man, I'm I'm glad that uh you enjoyed these things. Now, Robbie, I know you probably watched the least amount of TV than both of us because you've just been extremely busy. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I put down as much as I could. I had to I I reorganized this into like four different categories, and I, I won't take too long on them, especially since some of them we've kind of movies we've actually seen before. Yeah, so um, you know. Yeah, so we won't get all the way into it, but I'm gonna start with my underwhelming movies of 2021. Um, number five, I put The Matrix Resurrections. Um, don't need to go too far into this. If my brain already hurts, my brain, uh, my brain yes. already hurts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You all, I mean, and I have it at number five is because I didn't really have a lot of high expectations for it. I was just, I just saw the trailer and I was like, eh, another Matrix movie. Okay, you know, cool. But if you all haven't seen our review of Matrix Resurrection, we have a spoiler review and a spoiler review that we did last week. So check that out. Um, so, yeah, I have that at number five. Number four, I have this movie called Wrath of Man with uh, Jason Statham. I saw that one. Yeah, it was. I, I haven't seen that one. I'll be honest. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a solid movie. I mean, I, you know, um, my expectations were kind of high for because I want because it's because I do like seeing Jason Statham in these more grounded kind of like action these grounded uh like crime thrillers because sometimes like the action stuff he does is like way over the top like crank and stuff oh, like yeah. that and i'm oh, like yeah i'm like okay okay come on jason i like i love you but c- come on now but when he does these like these grounded crime thrills they actually he, he works so well in them have you also like the bank job is, a, is one is another example of it i love that movie um so and of course, Guy Ritchie has has become one of the best directors, and to me, one of the best directors in Hollywood these days. So now the now the only the only thing about Guy Ritchie, it's like he follows a pattern. It's like he puts out one good movie and then two bad movies after that. Because I do like Guy Ritchie films, and then when King Arthur came out, I said, "Why you were doing so well? Why you <laughs> why?" Yeah. But man, I guess every director hits a rough patch, you know what I mean? Because even Quentin Tarantino has bad movies. No, Quentin Tarantino just like saying nigga. (laughs) I'm tired of him saying nigga. I'm tired of just hearing the word nigga. I hear hear the word nigga from Quentin Tarantino than I do when I'm with around actual black people. (laughs) Like Tank, for example. Not Tank. Uh, What was that movie? Um, Django. I don't know. I don't know. I, I my I, my brain. I drew a blank. <laughs> but my yeah, bad. Had, no, it's all good. I had Wrath of Man at number four. Number three, I have Eternals. Not a bad movie. That's why I put this as underwhelming because there is only like one movie on this list that I actually hated, and I will get to that later. <laughs> number three, <laughs> number three is Eternals, only because you know I just felt like that it was kind of somber. I just felt. I appreciate that they did that. Marvel did something a little different. Um, I, that's why. That's why I was really looking forward to it. But in the end, I mean, I just kind of, I don't know. I guess I just maybe I expected a little too, um, a little too much of much of Marvel from that movie. I don't know. I like Chloe Zhao. I will still watch all her movies. So, not a bad movie film, but I just thought it was okay. Number two. Well, I mean, yeah. What's up? I think a lot of people went in with such high expectations for it because I mean. Marvel has had a lineup of pretty good movies before that one. I mean, hell, like, look at Shang-Chi. That came out before it, and that movie was awesome. Oh, yeah. That movie was great. That was a great So, movie. you know, it's like you watch that, and then the next... So it's like, okay, Eternals is going to be pretty solid. And it just 
wound up being underwhelming. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Eternals to be like great, like say like one of the five best Marvel movies. I was not expecting that at all. But you know, it's just it was just to me, it was just okay. It's not terrible. It's not I don't think I don't think it's that bad, but it's definitely not the worst Marvel movie. I've seen a lot worse. Um, but yeah, I, I put it I, that's that's what I have at number three. Number two, I have Mortal Kombat. Now that movie I really was very, very disappointed in because I, I expect I expected so much from it because it had it. I've seen that trailer maybe like 50 times. <laughs> That's how hyped I was for that movie. Right. I, I've seen that trailer like 50 times. And like, I don't even think that's an exaggeration. I think I literally saw it, that trailer 50 times because, <laughs> I mean, I was that excited about it. And then I see it. And I'm just like, oh, no, man. But it was just jumbled up. And, you know, I just it, it, it could have been better. You know, I'm, I'm just hoping that they that they find ways to, to um, you know, to just to just to fix this franchise, because I do want to see more Mortal Kombat. I just want it to be done right. So that's why I have it at number two. So that was. Uh, so what's the movie that you absolutely hated? I'm, I'm curious. It's not. Yeah, even I want to hear this one. It's not. It wasn't even in theaters, but I but I didn't like like you said, Jay, I haven't seen a lot of movies or TV shows this year. Number one is this movie called Jolt. It's a movie with Kate Beckinsale. I'll just go through the premise. Oh, on, on Amazon? Yeah. Oh, you've seen okay. it? You saw the uh, thumbnail? Yeah. Yeah, the, Kate Beckinsale is in it. And basically, it's the, um, it's another, ver- it's another movie. It's basically like um, Crank with Jason Statham. The yeah, only yes. difference is that Kate Beckinsale plays this crazy, this woman with like really bad anger issues. And she has to wear this like elect- this vest where she has to electrocute herself in order to calm herself down. That that sounds stupid. That that bad. I, I saw it, and they had they had like this ending that set up a sequel, and I'm like, okay, y'all y'all come on. Jai Courtney is in it too, who plays like this this man. She uh, you know, she met at a bar or something, and they go out to they go out to dinner. Stanley Tucci. Um, you've probably seen him in Transformers Four, where he was the bald dude with the glasses and was rich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who Stanley is. Yeah, yeah. He's in the mo- he's in the movie, and he plays her therapist, who um who gives her the treatment. <laughs> Matter of fact, I believe Stanley Tucci is in the Kingsman. Is uh, it? Uh, you may be thinking of Mark Mark Strong. Maybe I don't know. Some of them dudes look alike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Stanley Tucci looks like David S. Boyer, actually. I used to get them mixed up. But yeah, Joel is a terrible movie. I would def- I definitely would not recommend it. It was a it was a movie that I wanted to watch just for fun, and it, it turned out to be re- like a piece of horse shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. It is Mark Strong. My bad. Um so you get <laughs> then- Hey man, come on. They both have bald heads and a pointy nose, man. <laughs> Give you a break on that one. I like both actors, though. With that being said, I like them both. Like both actors, I like Stanley Tucci and um and Mark Strong. But yeah, that's the those are my five worst um my five most underwhelming films. Um, I'm gonna go to my five best movies, and I won't go too far because I do have a longer list. Uh, number five, I have The Suicide Squad. I was so relieved when they came out with this movie that it was a do over. The oh, it was, the <laughs> Yeah, it was. 
it was it was just so refreshing to see because when I heard that James Gunn was writing it, I was like, thank you, thank you, thank thank you. <laughs> I, I I appreciate. I really and I like that that they use different characters because the um because the Suicide Squad they have they they've shuffled around um different um lineups within the task force multiple times in the comics. So seeing, but um even though it was a lot more um it was it was a little sillier than the first than the first one but this this story just works so well peacemaker is my favorite character from this from the movie and i'm so glad i can't wait to see uh his tv john cena and his tv show next um um the next couple weeks <laughs> so and I, I might have to disagree with you man my my dude was king shark <laughs> king shark king shark is a shark <laughs> he was a he was hilarious man <laughs> one of Jason Statham's best. I mean, I just did one of Sylvester Long's best roles. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I really enjoyed the Suicide Squad. It was great. Uh, number four, I have the movie Nobody. Um, it was a movie that was kind of creeping in the shadows back in the spring, back in last spring or la- like back in January. I want to say. Oh, I think it came out in the spring or January. It came out earlier in the earlier in the year, but. It was basically another John Wick style movie, which I really enjoyed. I like seeing movies where they have simple plots, but yet they kind of turn it on its head and it takes a, a really interesting direction. So, but the, I think the best line from the whole movie was, give me the goddamn kitty cat bracelet. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and to piggyback over something, I'm not going to take too much time, but Bob Odenkirk, he did a really good job. I did not think he could do an action comedy, but he did a really good job. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was it was fantastic. I love the um, the action scenes. I thought Christopher Lloyd was fantastic in that movie. He was he was great as, as he played his dad, and then Rizza Rizza played his adopted brother. I think Christopher Lloyd was just playing Christopher. I, I legit think that Christopher Lloyd just lost on set, and they just told him to be him. <laughs> Honestly, I never saw it, but it does sound like something I need to check out. Though you, you definitely should watch it. it. It's pretty short too. It's only like an hour and a half. So you'll be able to get through it easily. So okay. I, yeah, I definitely would recommend it. So I put nobody at number four. Um, just out of curiosity, where can we find it? Um, uh, it, I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure it's streaming. It gotta be streaming somewhere. I want to say uh, yeah, HBO Max. It oh, should be on HBO Max. Is it? it's a Warner, I think it's a Warner Brothers film. I'm, oh, okay. It, it's the same. It's the same director from John Wick. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So well, um. Uh, phone, stop being stupid. Amazon Prime video for five ninety nine. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, so definitely watch Nobody. That's a good movie. Number three, I have the movie Dune, which was um, which I'm not too I'm not even surprised by by how good the movie was because Dennis Villanueva is a great director, and it's just great to see like an epic kind of um Lord of the Rings type of aesthetic because I because I feel like you know Marvel and DC have kind of ruined the whole you know, blockbuster era, like, and I don't mean that like to, to like, you know, bash them or anything, but it's like, we get like four or five Marvel or DC movies every year. You know? <laughs> and it's like, Dune is like, I feel like is that next movie, like similar to like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, where it just comes out like once every, a year, once every two years. So it just kind of, it just has the, it just has, it just gives me back that mystique that I thought I think is kind of missing from the movies these days. So I really enjoyed Dune um definitely it's you could definitely see the influence it had on star wars and game of thrones like all over the place 
they just straight up ripped out ripped off doom yeah oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> like, i feel kind of and i feel kind of bad for um um i forgot his name but he, he has actually he actually has my family name herbert um yeah i, I just feel kind of bad for him because i feel like dune, dune is, has been the most underappreciated you know franchise really ever so i de- i'm it's, it's great to see see the um this see something see something different and i know it's an ad we've had adaptations before but it's just good to see something see that next like epic adaptation that we that we've been i feel like we've been kind of missing from the the, the movies since like maybe harry potter so right. yeah that's why i really so dune has a special place in my heart i cannot wait to see the next one which comes out i think in like maybe 2023 or something so definitely looking forward to that all right um, yeah so number two i have justice league the snyder cut a movie that we've all been really bet, really um, you know, um, throwing rocks at Warner, Runner Brothers' office, saying you better make this damn movie, you better release right. this damn movie. Yeah, so I'm definitely um, was excited to see that. It just makes you wonder what the hell was Joss Whedon thinking, because like this movie was was um basically it was everything that I've hoped for and then some. So definitely, um, the Snyder Cut was great. I'm glad I get to watch on HBO Max anytime I want want to, even though it is a four hour film. So I won't watch it every day, but I get to watch it any anytime I want. So I loved it. Yeah, um, and, and you know what's weird though to me about that movie, how that almost looked like a completely different movie than man, Joss Whedon. Man, yes, yes, it was completely like. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'm gonna just say this. I really do think that Josh Whedon is sexist and racist because he undermined Wonder Woman and Cyborg so heavy. I was like, bro, what? this would have made this movie 10 times better. Um, Zack Snyder was right when he said that Cyborg is the heart of the movie. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a wait till my turn, but I got, I got some stuff to say about it. But yeah, I have a long list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but man it, i really love the snyder cut it, it, I, I i'm just i'm just really upset that warner brothers for once again they want to interfere and they want to tear down Zack snyder's legacy i really don't like that so <laughs> yeah so i'll put snyder cut number two and number one um i think you, you all have guessed it. i put spider-man no way home um I was I was one of those people who kind of tempered their expectations for Spider-Man only because I've seen Spider-Man so many times. So I just wanted to that's I wanted to see like something a little different. But I love this movie so much because it definitely, you know, talks, explains, like expresses like exactly who Spider-Man is and what he represents. So uh, so I had to put that at number one, um, definitely get segues into the MCU moving forward. So I'm definitely looking forward. So I definitely. <laughs> Um, so Spider-Man No Way Home was, was definitely number one for me. Um, but those are for my movies and now my TV shows, which I will go through quickly. Cause I know. Right. Cool. Yeah, I will go through quickly. So I'm gonna go to my worst and disappointing movies. I was on, I had a very limited list cause I didn't watch a lot of TV this year. Um, number three, I have, um, let me see. Num- number three, just, um, I have Why the Last Man. Cause I really love that comic book and I just felt like the TV show, some of it, they did do some things right, but I just, it was just so, it just felt so underwhelming cause they did change a few things like, and it just kind of dragged a little bit. So it was just kind of an app, av- like an average show. I was, I was expecting a lot more and now it's been canceled. 
the mm-hmm. only hope. So the only hope I have of um I would see some more, but you know, I mean, I think my the only hope is if HBO Max um um you know uh, picks it up or something because I think it's a it is cons- legally like a DC Vertigo project. I mean, project. right. So yeah, so I but I really enjoy that that book. I I still need to um to fin- to read like the final the final book. So definitely gotta. So definitely that was disappointing to me because I just I expected a little better. Um, number and then number two I have um the Flash season seven. I was very disappointed by that by that show because I love season six. And- oh no, you can finish it. Uh, I know what you about to say you about to say shit. Uh, you can finish that. Huh? No, I said, I said season six. I said no, I really love season six, no, but... no. You had to correct yourself and say show. No, to call it what it is. It's shit. It's I no, I literally said show. <laughs> I wasn't trying to say shit. No, but... I'm no, I'm, I'm correcting you. That 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 thing was shit. Yeah, season seven was bad. I felt like I was watching the Power Rangers all over again. Oh, and, and that, oh, that damn! Now, it's that, that, that bad. Yeah, season seven was so bad. Like I loved season six because it was because I felt like that they were um. They were making it a lot of fun, and then in season seven, they was it was just they they were pick they were riding the coattails from season six, and then they went to this weird direction of them like having all the the steel force, the speed force, and all and the strength force. And I was like, okay, well, y'all are too much. Well, that <sighs> the sad thing about it is that's a thing in the comics, but since they just right. rushed, since they rushed it, it it made no sense. <laughs> Yeah, and then of course, don't even get me started with Godspeed. Do yeah. not get me started with them. I, I, I just. <laughs> anyway, I'm just gonna move on. Anyway, the, the, worst, the worst TV show of 2021 that I've seen is Batwoman. I tried to give it a chance. I tried to support the sister. Love Jivica Leslie, and I will still support her in any movie she's in. That is, if it's a good. But this show was bad. It was, it, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. I tried to give it a chance. Season one was bad. I was like, okay, maybe the season two will be better. Because they all know t- TV shows, season one is usually, most of the time is really bad anyway. So I thought, okay, maybe they'll do better. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I hated that. I hated that woman. I boy, hated season two of that. <laughs> boy, boy, it like, as soon as Robbie opened the door to season two, boy, they just threw a brick at his neck. So, mm-mm, mm-mm, don't yeah. come in here it ain't now, no good and it's not even any better like the, even people <laughs> are watching it are saying season three is even worse i'm like wow okay so yeah so that that's it from the worst now to end things on a positive note quickly um for the best tv shows of 2021 number five i have this there's a show called the rookie and they just came out with um they came um season four is out i think i'm like almost done with it I don't know. I mean, they've been taking breaks back and forth and stuff, but I really love this show. I think it's so funny how Nathan Fillion plays like nearly a 50 year old rookie cop. He still should have played. He still should have played Nathan Drake. Yeah. And oh, come I, on. He's too old. When he when years ago, uh, years ago, he should have played like Nathan 15, Drake. 20, 15 years ago or so. There actually is an episode which is probably going to make you mad, Jason. There is an episode this season where he actually goes on a treasure hunt. Ooh, continue because I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> Just go on with the list. <laughs> yeah, I love I love this show. I really love this show. Um, the last episode I just watched was just fan is just fantastic. I love the rookie. Number four, I have Cobra Kai, one of the fastest. They probably have broken a record for shooting the most seasons of a TV show 
like in a single season. I just think the whole film crew just lived together. Yeah, they probably do. They probably but you know what's do. weird though? With how rushed it is, it still works out really well. <laughs> probably because they don't they don't really they probably don't film in that many locations. You know, like like I will say there is one there. I'll go. I, it's, this is probably back in season one or two, but there is actually one episode where they where they said that they were they were um there was a uh, a scene that took place in Japan, and it turns out. <laughs> It turns out like the out the exterior was just the high museum of art. And then you see just some 3D edited logo that, that shows the name of the company that sells the cars. And I'm like, okay, this looks bad. This is, <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. I love this show, but come on. But yeah, I love Cobra. I love Cobra Kai. Like they like, and the reason why it's on this list, even though season four is about to come out, season three came out in January. And oh, yeah, see. Yeah. And they just finished filming season five. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they work fast. I actually met the cast of uh, Cobra, Cobra Kai. They were, they were all really cool. Um, I didn't meet, like, the two, man, the two leaders of the dojos, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, Cobra Kai, was, Kai is great. I love that show. Uh, number three I have, I think we all can agree, Invincible. Ooh, that's right. That good yeah. shit. Yeah, Invincible is invincible and i mean this sincerely and i don't and i, I sometimes I, they, people may say i'm speaking hyperbole as a comic book fan but i really do think invincible is the greatest like superhero story ever made i just love I, I just love how it goes into detail about all the consequences that he go consequences he has to deal with it's like and like the how it impacts his family and everything around him how it impacts his social life combined with his um his um life his career as a superhero so and it's just it's a coming of age story at its at its core. So it's like you know the whole superhero thing just kind of sometimes becomes second nature to it, and sometimes you just kind of forget about it. So that's why I really love Invincible. I'm so glad that they renewed it for two, two more or seasons already. Yeah, two. yeah. And just to piggyback off of you, one thing I do like about superhero about this superhero story, a lot of superheroes they get saved by plot armor. Not my boy Mark, boy, boy. I guess not plot, at all, boy. But I yeah. guess I guess plot armor took a day off. I also love right. how how he actually has to learn how to fly because the thing is, like, we always take for granted how these superheroes who can fly. They're like, well, they'll be fine if they're just flying through the air. Yeah, but think about what would, what could happen if you fly too fast. <laughs> I'm, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, and like, what happens if you like literally fall on the ground like really fast? And so, even though you know, Mark obviously he's you know, he has super durability, you know, I like how his dad kind of teaches him, look, you got to exercise, look, think about flying, they don't think they see said this in the comments, basically, he's like, look, if, if you're going to fly around, the reason why you're so tired is because you got to exercise, so <laughs> him, like, flying around and using super strength, he has to, in order to keep that up, he still has to, he still has to eat, and he still has to exercise, just like every other human being, so, I mean, I just, that's why, what I really like about it, it just takes a more to me a more believable approach to this world so definitely invincible number three number right. two i have to put squid game okay squid, yes okay. Get international yeah. in here yeah right oh, oh yeah squid game is squid game is great it's great my brother is actually scared to watch that show because of the violence oh hey, hey yo who else got real hype when they saw storm shadow in there Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, th- that's who I that like, was. I was I was wondering who that was. He looks so familiar. I was like, oh, th- now that you mention it, that really was him. 
Yeah, I was like, oh shit, it's Star Shadow. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I knew he looked familiar. I'm like, who, where is he from? Was he in a Wolverine movie or something? I was like, or I think he was, wasn't he? Probably was he so. A- Probably so. You know, maybe he I, he might have been in that Wolverine in the Wolverine yeah, or something because, like that. I don't know. Yeah, because and, you know that they just like it was around that time when they saw an Asian person in one movie, they just recycled them in other movies, right. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's I love Squid Game. I just I just think like the most important lesson to learn from Squid Game is, you know, you always got to be you always got to be humble and you got to make sure that you you do the right thing. So you won't have to um, suffer all these deadly consequences because the whole the whole um, the whole thing, the whole theme of this show is humanity. And that's like, I think that's that was a very important message that um, that um, Squid Game taught. So I really so I'm I was really um um you know um i really appreciated that so yeah squid game is number two but number one the best tv show this year was arcane okay. I love yep. Ar- okay. yeah arcane arcane is just so good i mean i i would i did not expect it to be this good i mean i i know it was coming out i was i'm not a, i've never played league of legends so i was not familiar with it you know i just thought the whole world like the whole you know the undercity there's versus uh I forgot what the the utopia the utopia looking city is called, <laughs> but um, I mean the characters like the art and animation style. I mean it's and also like even the villain himself was, is very relatable. He's just trying to help his people, and um, you know, and things just take a very wild turn. I mean, I just I really I really really loved loved this show every minute of it. I really can't say I really can't say. Um, anything bad about it i really can't i mean right. okay. yeah so yeah so arcane is number one for me can't disagree there yeah and i'm 100 with you bro yeah. all right so and that was your list right robbie uh yeah, let me see if i miss anything yep that's all that's all mine yeah man this was when it comes to best tv shows it's gonna be all on the same page but let me oh, go oh my- yeah uh i forgot to do my honorable mentions i'll, uh, I'll wait till the end Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, because I, I, you can do my, you can do yours or mine. But I'm gonna try to try to breeze through some of these quick because some of these movies don't deserve the time. TV shows and movies that deserve the time of day. Let me talk about them. <laughs> I'm gonna start with the worst TV shows of 2021. I'm gonna start. But number five is Why the Last Man. Just like Robbie said, it was just kind of meh. Uh, I like the cast for some characters, but like the story, it just felt like they were rushing. <sighs> huge disappointment so that's my number five then uh number four bad woman shit um <laughs> it's bad it adam it's really that bad <laughs> number n- number four bad woman j- j- just shit it it's it just like they just keep on defecating each season and just piling it up uh number three tiger king two should never been a thing Ooh, it should never been a thing. I don't know why they keep giving that gay man Joe Exotic and that Carol Baskins the time of day. Hey, and it was hot at a moment. <laughs> the only thing that that show showed me is that people are, people during nowadays are more stupid. Um, Flash season seven, I like the last. I like like season six, season seven. When I saw that they were using a uh, lightsaber, lightning bolts, I like yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm checking out 
I'm 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 checking out. I'm checking out. Yeah, I, I was speechless when I saw that scene, Jason. When they were using the lightsabers, and they even had the sound effects, Jason. Yes, I know. Really? I, yes. Yeah, I was literally oh watching. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, um, number one, well, well, I kind of messed up and not put this in any order, but quote unquote number one is Jupiter's Legacy. Didn't really add nothing new. Some of the characters were flat. I like some of the dynamics, but it just was. It, it was just lazy. It was it was lazy writing, and the sh- and the comic is actually pretty good. So I don't know what the shit we got, but right, like the only two characters that were cool were Chloe and that and that dude she dated. That was it. Yeah, but on to more less depressing things now. For my top five movies, I mean, for top five TV shows 2021, my number five, it got to be Hawkeye. I just love Hawkeye. Hawkeye's so relatable. I got to see my Kingpin. It was paced, it was paced pretty well. The dialogue was the best in the MCU shows or in the Disney Plus shows. So I liked it. It's not, I'm glad that, you know, Hawkeye got his shine. That's my number five. Number four, is the Chucky TV series, man, Don Mancini? Thank you for this show. This show was really, really good. It was a good way to continue the Chucky franchise, and it got renewed for season two. I can't wait to see what you do. And like always, I forgot the dude's name that voiced Chucky. He does a good job. It's amazing to see Jennifer Tilly again. It's nice to see the original voice, uh, the original actor that played Andy back. It was just a real fun, nostalgic time. Um, now, I think his name is Brad Dorf. Oh, yeah, Brad Dorf. He's the one that voices Chucky. Yeah. So, yeah, can't wait to see more. Now, my number... Ooh, this this way get hard, y'all. But number three is Squid Game. Like Robbie said, this was a surprise hit to me. For it to have such a basic premise, boy... They do everything they can with that basic premise and makes you kind of scared to play some children games. <laughs> right. I never want to, I, I never want to play red light, green light ever again. <laughs> <laughs> now my number two got to be invincible. Like I told y'all before I read this a while ago and I should think, man, this would make a pretty cool TV show. And then my my prayers were answered without with me forgetting about Invincible. And it got me back into watching Invincible and everything was just great. I love that show. I can't wait to see more. Uh, but that's my number two. Now, my number one, I think we all know what number one is, y'all. I don't got to say much. It's Arcane. Arcane, yep. Arcane was great. Yeah. Oh, I love Arcane. It made me want to play League of Legends. I'm not, I'm not going to do it, but it made me want to play. <laughs> <laughs> but everything about that, from the world building to the characters to the choreography of the fight scene, oh, it's just so amazing. And mm, I just want to just hug it forever. But Can't wait I- till season two. I'm really looking forward to season two. I cannot wait. All right. Yeah, me neither, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Now, for my worst slash disappointing movies of 2021, I'm going to start thing off with Mortal Kombat. Like y'all said in the, in the past, I didn't hate it, but I expected a little bit more from it. 
some of the characters were flat. Cole Young, they just need to write his name in the death note. I don't ever want to see him come back ever again. <laughs> I mean, I could probably get one from my buddy Ansel. Man, I think he I, has. I think he's he actually has a has a death note. Yeah, and it was just <laughs> the the dialogue was piss poor. The all oh, the ten minutes of the, the first ten minutes were the only good. What well, were the best part about that movie? Just all of the forceful cheesy one-liners were just stupid. So that's my number five. My number four has to be Karen. Now this movie, I was not expecting nothing. I was hoping it for it to be entertainingly bad, but this movie, it actually made me feel sorry for white women. That's called Karen's because I'm talking about this Karen in this movie was the Karen of all Karen. She was a super Karen. She was like, the <laughs> she was like the five. I'm talking about thing that she did. I'm Karen's probably look back like, damn, do we really act like that? I, don't, I ain't go that far, but yeah. And then the ending, the ending was the most entertaining thing about the movie. It, it was a BET Plus movie. That's all y'all need to know. Oh, okay. That's how the Perry put, put together. Yeah. No, no, he didn't put he didn't put it together. I mean, he created, it, he, I think, created BET Plus. Yeah, he created. Or at least it was his idea. I don't yeah. know. Now, uh, number, now, number uh, three is going to be uh, Reminiscence. <laughs> I was really mad because I like Hugh Jackman, and it was a cool concept about going back in time to find out. I, I, I forgot the damn movie, but it was just time travel, trying to find out his wife's murder, and then to come to find out the motherfucker never died. Mm, this mm, it may hurt Wait, my brain. what? Yes. Like, really? Yes, he never died. Wow. Yes. Uh, okay. And the, the, con- the time travel concept was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a letdown for me. That's my number three. Number two, these are two movies I hate. I hate. I I, I flat out hate. I, I want to slap whoever made these movies. Number two is the woman in the window, or what I like to call the rear window clone. You know the one that we the the one clone we've seen done over and over and over again. They did a yes. remake, and then they had a rip off with Shia LaBeouf, yeah. right? <laughs> I some. Some classics just don't ever need to be made into a movie or made a reboot or a remake. Shit was just bad. And then the plot to where, like, the autistic son, he was behind it all the whole time. But he uh, was just but he was just playing like he had autism. But kind of find out he was in his right mind. He just wanted to kill the woman because her dad, her daddy had um had an affair. Yeah, shit's stupid, y'all. That, that, that's my number two. Number wow. Two. Now my number one, I'm gonna try not to go. Th- I'm not trying to go, not gonna try to rant too much because I've did it before. But number one is motherfucking Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. That piece of shit right there is a slap in the face to fans, a slap in the face to casual moviegoers, and a slap in the face to the motherfucker who made the shit. That movie is bad. The casting is wrong. They gave me a brown, stupid, dumbass Leon. Which, which I would think that they would try to cast the one time that I want them to to cast a white man, they go the opposite. They go the complete opposite. The Wesker, the Wesker uh, twist, uh, like like the Wesker cut. Um, the Wesker um, Ada Wong scene, the post credit scene was stupid. 
Birkin was stupid. All all of the all the bioweapons they look like clay and play-doh. <laughs> really? Yes. Damn. Yes. Everything about the movie, the, the everything looked cheap. Everything wow. looked cheap. This movie that should is true. This movie should have been two fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie shit. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. I don't recommend it. But yeah, that that is my painful list. My painful worst of list of 2021. Now time to get to the good shit. This is the best movies of 2021. At number five, I have Dune. Dune for me, I liked because it fixed the problems of the first movie. It made the shit less complicated i actually understood what the fuck was going on (laughs) and i love the cast this cat this cast man they had some money josh brolin oscar isaacs jason momoa they were throwing that money around and it was just a beautiful looking film it set the world up nice this is how you this is how you set up a sequel. You build up the world and then you plunge into things in the set in the second movie. So yeah, that's my number five. My number four, this was kind of hard. I love all these movies. My number four is the Suicide Squad. Just like Robbie said, I was so happy to know that James Gunn was doing the Suicide Squad because me watching his trauma film movie like Tromeo and Juliet, if any of y'all seen it. Y'all should, porn. Yeah, y- y'all should know y'all should know that James Gunn was going to get as dirty and lewd as possible. And he the crude home, the crude humor. I was there for like it was such mean humor, but I was there for it. He got the characters right. I love John Cena and Idris Elba. I just love the whole cast of people that were allowed to the very end. I just love that movie. And this gives me hope that DC has learned their lesson. That's gonna let more people have creative control. So that's my number four. Now my number three is King Richard. I normally don't like biopic Oscar bait movies, but I actually did like this movie because it was more about the person who made Venus and Serena who they were. And Will Smith did an excellent job. Him and John Bernthal, they they trying to they trying to contend for that best actor and best supporting actor now because they 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 acted their ass off and even even the child actors did good the music was well with it just the whole cast did such a great job is um, beautifully shot yeah that's my number three now my number two it's got to be the Snyder Cut like like Robbie said we've been wanting this thing for years. We've been at we've been knocking on DC's door, be like, hey, look, I know that's in there. No, 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 no. Nah, fam, run me that. Don't hide that. I know what's in there. Give me that. I'ma need that. I'ma need that. And seeing after seeing this movie, yeah, I'm I'm I can say this with confidence and from the bottom of my heart. Hey, Warner Brothers, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they have a bad track record. They hired heart they 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 casted Hartley Sawyer. He's no longer there for his idiotic yeah, going, tweets. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to go into detail. If you've seen the, if you haven't read the tweets, if you all don't know what I'm talking about, 
Go look it up yourself and you'll see why he's no longer working for Warner Brothers or the CW anymore, especially the CW. I mean, you got one of the actors who played The Flash. I'm not going to tell you who. I think we but we know who it is, who um, who got in trouble with a woman on the street. I mean, it, it's a, it, the list goes on. They really. Yeah. But uh, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers got a culture issue. They really do. But I'm going to tell yeah. you. I'm gonna tell you why it's in my top two. Well, for one, yeah, fuck you, Warner Brothers. And two, <laughs> this this movie it showed what Zack Snyder had a plan for, and how much we would have loved it. And if they would have did this instead of you know being assholes and not letting him grieve after his daughter committed suicide, yeah, we would still. Oh wow, yeah, there, there's some assholes for that. We would have had all the things they promised us. Because they fleshed out Cyborg, which is one of my favorite characters in this damn movie, because he had a story. They made Wonder Woman look like a badass, which makes me want a rated R Wonder Woman movie even more. They also gave Superman the best line in the movie when he saved everybody. When yeah. he said, I'm not impressed. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Gave that me chills. was pretty badass. Gave me chills when I saw him. And then it just showed. They let instead of Ben Affleck playing Batman, they let him show that he was a beaten, broken down Bruce Wayne instead of just throwing like, oh, well, Batman's just there. So I like that. Like, for me, knowing the source to you, I loved everything about this movie. And the best part about it is it's a long movie, but I was not tired of any minute of it at all. I mean, sure, all the Zack Snyder slow-mo could have been cut out and them women smelling Aquaman's shirt could have been cut out but <laughs> another thing they definitely gave aquaman more um they gave him a bit a bigger reason to actually join the fight yeah you know as opposed to him just being mad like he's wolverine yeah so great character great character interactions i'm sorry y'all might disagree with me on this but one of the best scene in comic book movie history was when flash went back in time I oh would, yeah i was like bruh this is this. I is mean, gonna... it was just epic. It was just straight from a comic book with the whole um, with the music and everything. And he says, "Dad, you're one of the best of the best, best." Like it was, it was a, it was beautiful. That was a great scene. Oh, I love that movie. Ooh, yeah, I just, oh my god, I, I love this night cover. Yeah, now nah, I'm, I'm with y'all 100, man. Because I just can't, I just can't believe that movie was so much different from Joss Whedon's vision, and like e- even the way the characters looked were even different. Yeah, like, it was it was crazy to me. It's like, wow, um, what happened, Josh? <laughs> and, and and this is no disrespect to Josh Wheaton because you know, like he, he's been over some of my favorite shows. Like you know, I'm a big time Angel fan. You know, so okay. So I was expecting him to you know nail the assignment, but nah, he he was a failure. Yeah, the the tone was very was very different. Like, and it's. Like it, it just goes to show you, and I just at least, and they kind of opened the door for more from that universe to come back. And I'm not gonna lie, like they, they could, it's probably it's probably not gonna, they're probably not gonna bring the Snyder the Snyder verse back as they say as they as they're dubbing it. But not. yeah, but um, it, but if it, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow brought if they somehow brought it back. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, so Justice League was great. That was my right. number. That was my number two. Now my number one. I think both of y'all know by now. 
who my favorite hero is over there, Marvel. But I got to give it to a young Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home. That movie. Ooh, that movie. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, that movie. So many emotions. So many moments. Gave me one of the most iconic shit, shit, screen, possible screenshots you can have with the three Spider-Man. Everything about that movie was great. Marvel and well, Marvel slash Disney, they understood. And Sony, don't yeah. forget Sony. Yeah, we're gonna put them at the bottom, but they still there. <laughs> they they got together and they understood what us fans wanted. Like this movie, also, I'm just not with the whole debate no more. This movie proved me that there's a Spider Man for everybody. Yeah. Oh my God, this movie was. That's Toby is still my Spider-Man. Hey man, he can be your Spider-Man. Look, I I, I like him all. Yes. All aspects. Willem Dafoe, I know he won't get no nod for this, but goddamn. Goddamn that man did, did his thing. Yeah, he is the Green Goblin. Like he right. there's you can't I mean someone mentioned that, you know, people some fans want Matthew McConaughey as as Norman Osborne. For a future why? movie, why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the one who wanted him. But it's going to be virtually impossible to replace Will to replace Willem Dafoe as, as Norman Osborn. It's well, like, the only person that I can think of that could replace him, but he's definitely too old to replace him. Would be Jim Carrey. That's it. I think Jim Carrey. I think Jim Carrey could pull it off. Like, I mean, like Jim Carrey is about the only person that I think could re- like possibly replace him. The yeah. only thing, the only thing about about the uh, about Jim Carrey is that I think Jim Carrey is a little too cartoony, though. Yeah. That's my own, that's my only thing because Jim Carrey really is a living cartoon. Yeah. Have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog, Adam? Yeah, but have you seen the number twenty three? No, I haven't seen that. Seen that movie? Oh, he he can be serious if he has to. Oh yeah, and, I, I'm, and I'm in that you. and in that he you don't see any of that cartoonish attitude at all. But yeah, man, you know, this so he can he can turn it on and off. But okay. yeah, yeah, I mean he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. I'll give it to him. But yeah, man, this this movie to close it out is it's just everything I wanted in just a, not a superhero movie, but a Spider Man movie. Everything worked, and DC, you fucked up because you waited too long to cast Willem Dafoe as the as the Joker. But other than that, I'm gonna name my honorable mentions. I got two of them. I just got two honorable mentions. Like Robbie said earlier, was nobody. I loved Bob Odenkirk in this because this was something I did not picture seeing him in at all. And it was like Robbie said, it's a nice little, it's a nice quick watch. It's an hour thirty some minutes. It's an hour and a half. It's some change. But yeah, that's my honorable mention. And my other honorable mention is, well, I got two from the same studio, A24, who I'm loving right now for independent films, is The Green Knight, which is a cool, was a cool story of a do of a boy becoming a man, even though he kind of fucked himself up by saying, I like basically the story goes, a Green Knight comes, says, like, I like to play a game. If one of you strike me you come back in a year and find me and I strike you the same way. So the main character cuts his, cuts the dude's head off, cuts the green knight's head off. The green knight picks his head up like it's nothing. Like now, now in a year, come find me and we'll do the same thing. 
<laughs> oh man! Oh my god! But the movie is more of a, a, it's more of its journey through manhood, which I really did like, and the visuals are very stunning. So that's an honorable mention for me. And Zola is my last honorable mention, and that movie was just. It was just crazy. I don't know if y'all ever seen Spring Breakers, but it's just like that movie. (laughs) Wow. And I I was just entertained throughout every minute of it. But yeah, that's my honorable mentions. Y'all got any honorable mentions? Well, I did have two honorable mentions. Uh, There is this TV show I'm watching on Amazon Prime. It's called Wheel of Time. Uh, They had their uh, season finale or whatnot. And the show was a pretty good fantasy show for me. You know what I mean? And I think people should check it out. You know? All right. I don't really have any. I mean, I'm catching up on Insecure. So I guess that's a good, that's a good honorable mention. Insecure has always been a, it's been a very personal, relatable show to me because it really, it really speaks to, you know, how vulnerable people really are and that, you know, deep down they're actually, people are actually um, hurting, which is why they kind of, why it kind of explains like why people do what they do so you know that's a one honorable mention um and that's pretty much all i got right now i mean i like i said i haven't i haven't been on tv that much this year so um but yeah insecure is an honorable mention that i would like to put throw out there oh uh, i also wanted to throw out army of thieves that that thing was hilarious with the right amount of action all right well y'all this has been fun. And then I've noticed, listening to y'all listening to my list, I've watched too much damn TV and movies. But hey, it's part of the job. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, y'all, this will be the final show of 2021. Man, it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. And I, once again, I want to thank you guys for supporting me because you do not know how much this means to me. I love talking about movies and TV and just nerdy shit in general. So I'm glad that some of you guys take time out your day to listen. But like always, if you have if you want to join in on the conversation or just post silly little memes here and there, join the Facebook group. That's um, you can find us at Facebook.com slash bring the popcorn. That's Facebook.com slash B-R-A-N-G-D-A-P-O-P-C-O-R-N. Dot, uh, dot com and if you want to send a personal message whether with your comments questions comments or concerns you can email me at bring the popcorn 93 at gmail.com that's b-r-a-n-g-d-a-p-o-p-c-o-r-n at gmail.com now while well, adam and robbie where can the people find y'all at well you know you can always find me on facebook at uh, adam sampson just look for the guy in the all might suit. All right. What about you, Robbie? You can find me on Facebook as well at Robbie A. Bear, R O B B Y H E B E R T. You can also find me on Instagram at Bobby underscore media. So if you need any video promos, if you need some, if you have any films that you want me to shoot, if you want to, if you need a script, you know, I'm your guy. So hit me up anytime. Have a good one, guys, and be safe. You know, don't do anything crazy. If things get crazy, go home. Hey, man. hey, y'all! It's right. the end. it's the end of the year. We got it. We we all got to say the we all got to say the the slogan all at once. So y'all remember when y'all come to these reviews, guys. What's one thing they always need to do? Bring the bring the popcorn. The popcorn.
All right, y'all. Happy New Year to you guys. Can't wait to see you next year. Got big things lined up. We out. All right. Peace. Peace.